feel um, will be beneficial to you all in this session. Um, today we're going to be talking about, from my standpoint, being present. Being present. So today we're going to look at two pastor scriptures, but I'm really going to hang what I'm going to say today on Psalms 118.24. But Matthew 6.34, it talks about not being anxious for tomorrow, for tomorrow's troubles is sufficient for it. Um, but Psalms 18, 118 verse 24 was kind of heaviest on my heart today, this afternoon, which was, says, um, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And when I woke up from my nap today, I, you know, Matt understands when you're a preacher, you might not have nothing until 20, 30 minutes before you have to share, sometimes an hour. And so usually what I do is if I don't have nothing before nap time, I take a nap. And I'm guaranteed to have it when I wake up. <laughs> so the word that was on my heart was being present. So I'm going to go through a couple of points. And then I'm going to talk about what you should do in your 20s. Who's the, what's everybody's age? Anybody? Everybody in their 20s or who's 19? Almost? 18? Oh, so, y'all, so, so this, this will be applicable <laughs> to, to y'all's future. So what you should do in your 20s. But let's get right into some points. I love the verse that says... This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Every single day of your life was made differently. There's not two days that God made for you that's the same. They may have similar routines, but they may not have similar opportunities. And the beautiful thing about a a creative God, if you look at the very first verse of the Bible, it says, uh, in the beginning, God, what? Created. He's a creative God. He's a God that that is just not just uh, uh, everything is the same. He's very unique. He's very detailed. And he wants to have in your life days that are specifically made for you to engage with him in. And I talked about this a few weeks ago or a couple days ago, multiple videos that I've done where I talked about how many of us, we spend our days routine focused. That as we enter our days, our days are so routine centered that we miss out on opportunities. Are there any gamers in the room? Anybody who plays games? In gaming, you know that um, what was what was the games back in our day? Um, Tom Clancy's games uh, back in the day was uh, what's the young lady with the um, Tomb Raider? You know, and in the game, you know, that's, that was us. You know what I'm saying? We had no we had no save options, you know, but y'all blessed today. But anyway, as we was navigating the game, no matter what level you win, there's hit. If some of y'all play Fortnite, so y'all can understand. I can't really get it. My nephew be building stuff on top of me, be cheating. But basically, there's hidden chests throughout the layer. But it's up to you to navigate that space to find out what's in that level. And the thing about our days is that God says, man... If you enter each day with a relationship, then I can show you the hidden treasures in every day. That is just no coincidence that uh, a college mate comes across your path or someone uh, sits beside you. Like everything is specific. God is so invested in your life that everything is detailed. Growth is in the details. Opportunities in the details. And the goal with this discussion is, is to help you guys understand the beauty of being present. The two biggest distractions that we all face is, I believe, some uh, Proverbs 26 says, do not boast in tomorrow. And then Matthew 6, 34 says, do not be anxious for tomorrow. 
The two biggest distractions is us boasting in tomorrow and being anxious of tomorrow. And in doing so, we miss out on the opportunity of today. Today is a daily gift that God gives you. That's why they call it the present. That may be a corny phrase, but it's the present. And it's crazy how many people never take the time to unwrap today's present. You won't be able to see the gift that God gives you daily if you don't really just sit in that day and say, God, what do you have for me today to unwrap? Am I even present? Right now, your mind may be focused on what I'm saying. Or in some of us, we've been in a situation where we'll be somewhere, but our mind is somewhere else. We have to be disciplined with our minds to ensure that, God, when I step out of this house, out of a st- when I step out of this dorm room or apartment or wherever you stay, God, help me to be present in every moment. I don't want to be in a situation where Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and all the days of my life are the same. My wife always tell her that I go with the flow. When I wake up at nine o'clock, I make plans. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, you know, I'm gonna do this by one o'clock. I'm gonna do this by six o'clock. But I love the verse that says, many are the plans in a man's heart, but it's the purpose of the Lord that prevails. I don't want to be so attached to my plans that I miss the prevailing purpose of God for that day. And many of us, we live in a world, we have all these gadgets, all these apps that helps us to be on time here and there. But God says, man, listen, even if I tell you to do this or to do that and it may make you late for work or it may make you late for class. Do you not know I can make all those crooked paths straight that I can I can give you grace in those areas. But a lot of people make decisions and their life is affected by it. So my heart today for my session with you all is to help you understand the beauty of being here. Are you present? How many gifts are still up under the tree of your life because of the days that you did not unwrap that moment? Now, uh, let's talk about what anxiety does, because when I was at Charles age, anxiety was a norm because pressure was all over the place. And like y'all's pressure is a little bit different because back when I was in college, I didn't we didn't have Instagram like my freshman year. You heard me says my freshman year was our first week. Facebook came in my freshman year in college where you had to be a college student to be on Facebook. Like if you didn't have a EDU in your email, you couldn't get on Facebook. (laughs) <laughs> That's old. You know what I'm saying? Where MySpace was the biggest thing at that time. Instagram came out in 2010, I think. I graduated. I left ORU 2008. Like so, I can only imagine the pressures that you all face that keeps you guys from being present because we live with the Gary V's and the Diddies and the and the the motivators, the people in our world today. That, that spew out, you know, motivation, get this done. And there's nothing wrong with ambition, but ambitious for what? What kingdom? What goal? And sometimes we can spend our whole 20s ambitious for something that the 30s bring a reality to. And some people have those what you call, quote unquote, midlife crisis. <laughs> midlife crisis happen to people whose security is not in God who pursued plans that they thought was going to be their ultimate source of financial stability. And when those plans fall, now your whole body tatted up. Now, now you don't bought this car out of nowhere. Now you going through this crisis because you spent a decade and some change 
trying to create your own uh, identity when your identity is only found in God. And what I don't want you all to happen is to get to a place where you're in your 30s and you've been pursuing this thing. And to really be honest, some of the schools, some of the degrees are going to be outdated by the time you graduate. That's the reality. The world is going so fast right now that while your teachers who probably only still study the same books that they have are not setting you up for the change. The only person that knows what's up ahead is the Holy Spirit in you. And how many people have you heard that was like, man, I got this degree and it costs this much and I don't even use it. This is the time of your life where you say, you know what? Okay, I'm not 20 yet. I'm in my 20s. Let me slow my life down because the world is going on like this. Why do you think the Bible says there will come a day where they will not be able to endure sound doctrine? Sound doctrine takes weeks, months, and years to really understand. But when everything is 60 seconds, 15 seconds, we're setting up in a pace of of life where everything goes so fast that the true God-given principles, God-given perspectives... We don't even give the time that we need for. So even though everybody's rushing in your 20s and teenage years now, that should not make you go beyond the speed limit. I think I told someone this the other day. I said um, that even though I was life coaching somebody and I told them each and every one of us on our road of life, there's a set speed limit. Many of us, oh, I don't really want to go 70, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't really want to go 65. And so what happens is all these cars are racing by us. And so we're trying to keep up with their speed when God said, this is the speed limit that I set for you. Just because I've seen it with my own eyes. See, Matt and myself and Ms. Wanda can tell you because we're on this side. That we've seen a bunch of people race to marriage, race to the money, race to the bag, race to the fame. And then when about time we catch up with them, they're on the side of the road. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, don't get so caught up on trying to be something that you're not. Don't be the tortoise. Don't be the hare when you're the tortoise. You see what I'm saying? Take your time. But many people that say, you know what? This day is not sufficient enough for me because I can't wait to get to this day. Graduation day. Wedding day. Uh, what's some other days? Uh, I got a bunch of money day. Day of promotion. We got these days circled, but we forget that we get so caught up in moments that we forget about seasons. People, I'm gonna do a video this week. I've been, I've been chewing on this. It's like, do you have enough for the maintenance? Do you have enough for the maintenance? You know, a Bentley gonna cost you about three hundred fifty thousand, right? But if that tire gets flat. That, you can't go to Walmart. You can't go to Jiffy Lube and get a Bentley. You know, there's not, you can't go next down the street and get a transmission for a Bentley down the street. Like so, so we have enough for the moment, but we don't have enough for that moment's maintenance. Like, if, like they said, uh, uh Rick Ross's um, house in Atlanta cost how many millions of dollars? Right? I forgot how many million, but they said it it costs a million dollars a year just for the upkeep of the of the yards. A million dollars to upkeep a million multi-million dollar home. So if you've got enough for the home but don't have enough for the maintenance, then when we drive by your house and see the weeds taking over, we'll see a person without wisdom. 
If you have to think about it, 20 to 30 years from now, you're going to be sitting in a chair one day and you're going to look out on your life and you're going to say, you know what? Either you're going to rejoice at the decisions you're making now or regret them. Either or. Now, I have about um, 10 more minutes. How many? What You said 20 or 25? 10 more minutes. Okay, perfect. So what should you do in your 20s? This is a person in their 30s telling you, warning you, imploring you. <laughs> um, what to consider in your 20s in regards to being present? Um, there's been many, there were many moments in my life that I wish I was a little bit more present. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can tell this, I was able to be on a practice squad of the basketball team at Oreo. I was able to help out. But because, you know, I came from a poor home when there was only one meal a day, when I got to college and they were talking about I could just swipe, swipe, swipe three times a day, I was like, oh, I'm good enough to make the team. But I didn't realize that there's other guys who's trying to walk on who's actually putting in the work. I'm over here eating pizza, burger, and fries. And I'm like, I'm good because when I go into the AC, the, um, the gym, that's not the, the, the gymnasium, but the gym when I played against everybody else, oh, I'm better than them. Oh, I'm better than them, so I'm good. But when it was time for tryouts, these drills, man. You see what I'm saying? I thought I can do it, but I realized I missed a moment. Oh, it was cool practicing with them. That's cool, but I didn't get a jersey. You know what I'm saying? That's why I be balling on y'all every Monday because of what happened to me in college. You know what I'm saying? I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta relive, man. I gotta capitalize on these moments. You know what I'm saying? But, but that's the moment that I always tell God, you know what? The next moments I'm not gonna miss due to me missing the opportunities of these moments now. It was cool being in the practice gym, but I'm sitting in the stands, and they and that's a that's a that's a tough pill to chew back in that day. But what I don't want you all to have get caught up in is so caught up in the wave of what's going on that you miss the transcending disciplines that are effective in every stage of life. Being nice, being being uh, wise, the biblical proverb principles, the proverbial principles and other principles in the Bible that transcends time. Now, what you should do in your 20s real quick. I got an acronym 20s, T-W-E-N-T-I-E-S. What you should do in your 20s. Number one, T, take your time. Take your time. Man, when I when I started ministry back when I was what two, when I was 23 years old, 22, I was like, man, man, I had vision, bro. God showed me that I was about to just, I was going to do some great things, right? And I thought it was going to happen the next day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Then I realized, and this would be my 11th year just doing ministry. And I'm like, wow, if he would have promoted me six years ago, man, I would have been a jerk. I probably would have had a baby by multiple women. Not baby by multiple women, but baby, you know, because because God knows how to keep you from entering a space of life where you're not mature enough to handle. So I realized, like, man, I'm so glad that 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 God forced me to take my time. Because, listen, everybody wants a position, but not everybody's ready for the pressures of every position. So in your 20s, take your time. I heard someone say, do not overestimate, do not overestimate, how does it go? He said, uh, I think it was Gary Vee, he said, um, don't underestimate what you can do in a decade. Go ahead, bro. <laughs> don't underestimate what you can do in a decade and don't overestimate what you can do in a year. Now, what does that mean? 
oh, this is my year. I'm going to make it happen. You overestimate me. Man, give yourself 10 years. In your 20s, I wouldn't even think about marriage. I wouldn't think about a lot of things. I wouldn't even think about it. Don't even think about it because 20s, there's no knock to you all and there's no knock to that age group. But 20s should be a year where you say, you know what? I'm going to take all the time I need to grow, to mature, to develop. Everybody, man, there's been people that got married at 23 that I knew, divorced by 27. They raced to it. They raced to these jobs because of opportunity. Come to find they had to compromise to keep their positions. Take your time. W, what you should do in your 20s, walk with God closely. Not ahead of him, not behind him. God, I'm walking with you, man. Where you go, I'm going. I'm going to get to know you at this stage because how you know God now will determine if you have the perspectives and the maturities you need to walk with him with someone else, to walk with him with money, to walk with him with anything that you want to walk with in life. You got to say, you know what, God, show me, mentor me. See, because right now at your age group, people are looking for mentors made out of flesh and blood. Everybody wants a mentor. I want a mentor that's flesh. Listen, your greatest mentor is the Holy Spirit that's in you. And if I can give you any advice about anything in life, it's saying, hey, Holy Spirit, mentor me. That's what I wish I did. I was looking for everybody. I mean, I was looking for people, not everybody, but just uh, if I could be mentored by this person. I realized I got the greatest mentor. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with having people. But your greatest mentor is the Holy Spirit of God, meaning I'm going to walk with you, God. Mentor me deep in my discernment, deep in my awareness. Help me to, to navigate this life. E, what you should do in your 20s. Enter God's joy. If you look at the word enjoy, it's E-N-J-O-Y. The Bible says the joy of the Lord that's your strength. Gratitude is the best attitude. In order for me to really enjoy that decade that's called my 20s, to really enjoy whatever stage of life you're in, you got to say, God, I'm not going to enter the world's joy. I'm going to enter your joy. Because the world's joy is only going to sustain you with temporary strength. But the God's joy is going to sustain you even in, uh, in situations that you don't understand. Now, how do you enter God's joy? What I do is every morning I list about I don't know how many things that I'm grateful for. And when I wake up, the first things my eyes see, oh, I'm looking at a roof. God, I thank you for a roof. Look at my wife. Thank you for an amazing wife. I step out of the bed, man. God, I thank you that I can walk. If, you know, I, about time I brush my teeth, I'm thankful for 16 things. About time I walk out the door, I'm thankful for 30 things. Now my heart is in joy now. It's, 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 in a, it's in a place where I'm like, man, I really enjoy God. But if you enter the world's joy, it'll sustain you for a moment. You enter God's joy, it'll sustain you for a lifetime. Real quickly, in what to do in your 20s, say no often. It's hard for people to say no when they have yet to say yes to them. You have to say yes to you. No, I will accomplish these things. If you don't have a desired outcome for your life, you won't have the discipline outputs you need. I got to set desired outcomes so I can have the right disciplines outputting every day to ensure those desired outcomes are in my life. So I got to say no to very attractive things in order to be successful. That's what you should do in your 20s. I can't go to the club. I can't do this. I can't be with you. You're handsome, but I don't want to. I want to be with you, but I can't because I'm saying yes to me. Those who say no to themselves always say yes to the things that they say they should say no to. Quickly, the next T, what you should do in your 20s, 
Renew your thinking and your talking. Renew your thinking and your talking. Meaning, God, help me to think the way you want me to think. Give me the, because God has the original way of thinking for everything. He's the creator of it. There's an original way to think about marriage. There's an original way to think about money. There's an original way of thinking about everything. And that's why he said, God, renew my mind. Unrenewed people, people who have unrenewed minds do stupid things. Those who have a renewed mind, oh, I know not to even do that because God has given me a deeper understanding of it. Next, I, what you do in your 20s, itemize your God-given ideas. One of the greatest things that I'm thankful for that I did in my 20s was to write those books was to start that YouTube channel so that every 29th and every 19th, I get a residual income from both sides. You see what I'm saying? If I didn't write those books and I just whatever, whatever, I wouldn't have that extra out of the air. I call it out of thin air money, money that, that comes out of nowhere because you did something previously that those God wants you to produce things that will work for you. Listen, everybody is supposed to have generational wealth. Everybody is supposed to, and that, that boils down into tithing, but also boils down into stewardship. God, if I'm not, if I itemize these ideas, God said, man, stop asking me for money. And every time God, I tell people, when you ask God for money, God gives you an idea. He says, why do I give you a bag one moment at a time when I can give you an idea that can bring you multiple bags all the time? E, what to do in your 20s? Eliminate bad habits and influences. That's self-explanatory. I'm eliminating all bad habits, all influences, because I got a goal. S, what you do in your 20s? Surround yourself with seasoned people and stay observant. Seasoned people. Don't be surrounded by bland people. Be surrounded by seasoned people. People who's going through some stuff. People who knows what's on the other side. See, when you're surrounded by your comrades and your homeboys and your homegirls, they only know what you know. No knock to know your friends, but you got to add some more seasonings around you. You see what I'm saying? You got to surround yourself with people that say, you know what, young man, young woman, don't do that because I've been through that season before. So in your 20s, God surround me with seasoned people that will hold me accountable. And last but not least, stay observant. The Holy Spirit will show you things in your day. That outside of you engaging him, you will never notice. Are you present? Because if you're not present today, you'll waste your 20s, waste your 30s, waste your 40s, waste your 50s, and then you'll die full and not dying empty. That made sense? Yes, sir. All right, that's it.